Hello, hello, and welcome to the good shit. You know what I was thinking of? Uh, I'm sipping hot tea. From a Mr. Cool mug. Yep. I was thinking about the whole nice guys concept and how uh, there's this weird perception of being nice as a bad thing. I think mostly it is seen that way in terms of being passive aggressive about it. Not necessarily actually being nice, but being nice with a hidden agenda more than anything. But then it got me thinking about actually just the meaning of being nice and how masculinity itself isn't particularly compatible with being nice. You know, masculinity at times has been about killing people and being relatively okay with it. Um, even raping people and being okay with it. It sounds disturbing to say that now, but if you think of a war situation or a, you know, wild people in the wilderness situation, you know, you you wouldn't have had people loving each other and and choosing what they want to do and having the luxury of 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 living a civilized life you would have been in a completely uncivilized mess so you know niceness oh my goodness was a you know a luxury i imagine uh but i think it go i think it's a bit more subtle than that i think I think people do like nice guys. And let's say for the sake of this argument, in a heterosexual context of uh, a, 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 ni a nice man and a woman and how that interaction happens. I think the woman does want a nice man, but she wants a nice man who is... She, wants, she doesn't want a nice man. She wants a man that is nice to her. Not necessarily a nice man that is just nice to everyone and, and about everything. Because if you think about it, you know, as I said, with the, you know, the, the image and the performance of masculinity doesn't really work with niceness. Um, and so in this, let's say, historical example, where you would have had a... Uh, a man, you know, killing a woman's husband or at war killing other men or just um, taking things by force, you know, not not necessarily a love, a love story, but just uh, an, a less than ideal, brutal situation, really. And as a woman, you really wouldn't have had any choice because this was just forced on you so you know this dynamic of this man is just going to kill someone and therefore he's going to be entitled to me if i was the woman um was more or less the accepted dynamic but but because 
in killing this other man, you know, that is the performance of masculinity that earns the right to survive and the right to be rewarded with whatever and whoever. So if, so this element is the, you know, the masculine element that was just there, you know, whether people liked it or not, it was just there. But in this situation where this is just a, a sort of a less than ideal kind of traumatic thing to to live through, if this man, for, you know, just happened, happened to be really empathetic to this woman, happened to be really considerate, happened to be really kind, happened to be really, you know, nice, then it almost alleviates what would otherwise have been a really horrid situation um, for the woman to go through, maybe for both of them to go through, but certainly for the woman to have to go through. Uh, the element of, oh, he's a brute, but he's just, he's kind to me. Or he's a, he's a, he's a villain, he's vicious, um, he's a monster to everyone else, but he's, he's sweet to me. He's sensitive with me, you know. I think that would have actually been a very, a very significant perception of this dynamic. Um, so the thing is, even even today, genuine compassion and just being a good person is in high demand. I think people would be completely wrong to think that it isn't. Of course, it shouldn't be misused and it shouldn't be, uh, you know, used as part of games that some people do play. In in and of itself, that quality is actually extremely sought after. And I think especially in men who have, you know, all men generally, but spe- especially men who ha- who already have some element that makes it less likely for them to be perceived as having those qualities. If you're already intimidating for some reason, if you're already, uh, if people kind of assume the wrong thing about you already for some other reason, to actually surprise them with these qualities, I think is a a super high premium. Um, uh, And so the quality itself is good. And it is extremely valuable and sought after. But the problem is with when you employ it. I feel like it's one thing to have a relationship with someone that is deeply personal and between you and them. And it's another thing to perform an act that is actually for others to see. Um, so I think if you try to perform a certain persona to other people to say, oh, I'm the nice guy, or I'm the bad boy, or I'm hard to get, or I'm a tease, or whatever it may be, you're automatically creating a situation that is not the same as actually just talking to someone on a personal level and actually connecting with them. Um, so when you try to get someone to like your personal niceness 
by using it as a performance in society that becomes your persona to everyone else, that is when it's not necessarily a good thing because niceness is about offering something of you to someone else. Now, if you're nice to everyone, you're going to spread yourself thin. It's impossible for anyone to claim to be nice to everyone because it's just going to be a very insignificant thing. If you can accumulate your love and your dedication or whatever and give it to just one person or or to a few people and really uh, distribute it uh, in a very careful way, then to those people, this is going to be extremely useful and extremely valuable and extremely powerful. So if someone thinks that they have you in that way, it's extremely valuable. But if they think that they can have a very meaningless, tiny part of that for them, and that you're going to go out and give the rest of it to some to everyone else, actually that becomes worthless to everyone because you're not committed to one person to do certain things for them. You're just kind of smiling to everyone. And what does that really count for? Not much. Um, so I feel like in this situation, the woman is always going to highly appreciate that from a man, but not when it is... Uh, generalized because that becomes a liability Um, you know let's say if someone is nice and everyone knows about it you know let's say they're a married couple and then you know this nice husband is with his wife and then his guy friend you know borrows his car and never never returns Uh, or he 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 just he donates his sperm to the neighbor, you know. I mean, this is silly examples, but the point is, if you know, if you are nice to everyone, it's going to actually hurt the person that you're supposed to be kind of exclusively giving that to. You know, his wife wants the car. His wife wants his attention on 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 the children that he has with her. You know, so. Um, People want you to be nice to them, not to others. You know, it's a very possessive interaction where you can advertise something so that people know you by that quality. Oh, he's he's a strong guy. He's a popular guy. He's a nice guy. He's a funny guy, whatever. But the trouble there is you don't want any given person to think that actually you are giving that out to everyone. Um the social status, which is equivalent to a career or a job or whatever, is something that you as a person give to society at large. And the benefits that you receive can then be translated, whether it's money or whatever, opportunities, can then be translated to benefit your family in a personal way. So, yes, you are a famous footballer. That is your status, you are benefiting millions of people because you're entertaining them. And indirectly through that, you are making a lot of money and that allows you to have a nice apartment and whatever, right? But if someone wants to be with you, 
through that social status. Of course, they expect your uh, assets to benefit them specifically. They don't expect you to just, you know, throw your money back out to, to your fans and be like, you know, thanks for supporting me. You know, here's here's a fiver to each of you. And then you're left with nothing <laughs> that just defeats the point. So there's an expectation that your personal your personal uh, qualities are going to. Yeah, maybe they are. They're either going to be known to everyone and indirectly benefit a specific person. Uh, and that involves a translation process where your fame becomes money that someone else is going to have, where your job becomes a certain skill set or, or a personality or whatever. Um, but if that translation doesn't occur, it won't benefit anyone and it will no longer be attractive. Um, so I think niceness, niceness falls in the category of something that isn't supposed to be a status. Um as a status, being nice doesn't make sense. I mean, you can be a public figure or a CEO or, a, or, a, or an inventor or whatever, and maybe being nice taps into your profession and it taps into your ability to, um, to be very successful in your career. Um, but again, there is the translation there where that quality then makes you rich, then makes you funny, whatever. Um, it, it cannot be valuable in and of itself. So if, you, if your niceness is unrelated to your services to society at large, it doesn't really belong there. You know, you're not, necess you're not necessarily, you know, showing off the fact that you are being just generally being amenable to people because that position is actually quite precarious. You know, you, you can be taken advantage of so easily. Um, it, it, you know, in and of itself, being sociable is ultimately an equation of giving something and expecting something in return. Um, I think there's subtle differences between that and, um, you know, being diplomatic or being charming. You know, there's different energies that you can give out to people to say, I'm, an, I'm, I'm a pleasant person. Uh, and whether or not that is part of some sort of game, you know, it, it depends. Uh, but the point is, if your niceness is not really an, a natural part of your, um, of your status, and by status I mean what you do to society at large, you know, for most people that's their career, then where that niceness belongs is actually your personal life. It, it doesn't it doesn't belong as something for you to um, to kind of uh, broadcast any more than it does any other personal things. Some things are supposed to be personal and if people get to know you they will find that out. Uh, it's not it doesn't make sense for you to kind of um, want everyone to know about that. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, I think um, essentially what it comes down to is um, understanding that it is valuable. And the thing is, I suppose when you broadcast something, you kind of expect to get feedback on it and you would like people to validate it. And so there's an inherent 
potential interpretation of that as you not necessarily valuing it yourself. Um, sometimes it goes even further than that. Sometimes when you really, really, really value something, you actually hide it, you know, you keep it yourself. You don't want anyone to know about it. Um, so yeah, I think there's a sort of performance of niceness that involves having the clear boundary to the people that you are actually giving that to and the people that you aren't so that they know that actually this is a personal thing and you're not just you're not just doing this as some sort of a weird show um because it shouldn't be a show um there's different kinds of niceness you know of course it could be totally superficial you know people who are always like hey i've I haven't seen you in ages i miss you i love you and and then they just flake on you right that's not worth much you know and then there's the real um there's the real caring and there's the real commitment and there's the real um the real love you know so um on that spectrum you know if it seems like someone can just give that away to anyone uh is almost advertising the fact that they're just eager to give that away how could that possibly be compatible with them valuing it in themselves okay anyway this is I, i'm done with this <laughs> i guess the bottom line is um niceness is highly valued um but when you don't value it yourself you behave in a way that communicates that you're not genuinely nice you're just playing some game um niceness is personal uh because at the end of the day people want to know about you but if if they like you and they want you for themselves they're going to expect that to benefit them and not others and i think in in a term in terms of a sort of gender dynamic um as that sort of me- medieval warrior situation um the 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 facade of masculinity um benefits greatly from from a sort of an inner sensitivity and empathy um and i guess the the best package for it is a, a very secure inner self-assurance that your uh, sensitivity is not only acceptable but is highly desirable with a facade of um self-containment that i think comes with that confidence n- not really thinking that it needs to be validated but knowing in yourself that it is inherently intrinsically valuable um obviously whether you have that facade of masculinity i mean you know it should it should be enough that you you are male in itself that should be enough uh whether or not it happens to be like a very extreme version of whatever is understood as very very masculine in that particular environment or whether it, it's not so much um it doesn't matter because i mean in that example at least with that woman relative to her you're always going to be a man you know like <laughs> in and of itself that should be enough but that, that's a different conversation 
what I really wanted to make a note on is dating apps. Um, there is a sequence to dating app behavior which I find hilarious. It starts out taking with taking it really seriously. You put you put up your best pictures. You make an effort to write something interesting. You fill out all the questions. You take a good few seconds. You look at people's profiles. You read it in depth. You try to get a good idea for what they're like. You decide whether you want to swipe left or right. Uh, if you get a match, you think, oh my God, this is great. Um, you 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 send them a message or whatever and um and then that slowly descends into becoming more impatient and just not reading things anymore just looking at the pictures saying you know i'm just gonna look at the first picture and then just like just do that and then you you swipe left or right if you like the picture and then you become even more impatient and you think i just i don't care i'm just gonna swipe right on everything and see what happens um and then, of course, you have obviated the whole dynamic, the whole mechanics of how this is supposed to work. And you realize that everyone else has also gone through this cycle. And if they've matched you, they probably just swiped right on you at that stage of not giving a shit and just swiping right on everyone. And if everyone is doing that, well, the app doesn't work anymore, does it? You know, <laughs> it's, just, it's just so shit. It's like you install it. You think, I'm going to do it right this time. I'm going to take it seriously. And if I take it seriously, then everyone else is going to take it seriously and it's going to work. And you go through the same cycles all over again. And it's just like, <laughs> it's just, it just goes to shit again. And, and you just kind of lose hope. You're like, this is, this is the, the, the setup of it is wrong. Like, um, and you, you, I guess you have to understand that that is what you're signing up to. I must say my experiences with Tinder, this was a few years back now, um, as a lesbian in London. It's always, you know, I mean, these apps, so social apps normally rely on a lot of people actually using them to potentially work. So there's definitely a huge difference between where you are location-wise when you have these apps. Um, so as a lesbian in London, I had, I went through these same cycles. I went on several dates all in some way crazy um <laughs> and eventually i just i i racked up um hundreds hundreds of of matches um didn't really talk to most of them didn't really give a shit i i remember actually having um i'd written like a a funny bio and I had a number of messages from people just referring to that bio and just saying, I don't want to sound like an idiot, but I just read your bio and it's like so funny and la la la, you know, and like really good, like really positive feedback. Like, you know, you just, you, it's such an ego boost, right? A random person just says you're so attractive and funny and, and whatever. And, um, it wouldn't necessarily create a conversation, you know, because when you are just getting an ego boost, you just want the ego boost. You're not interested in that person. And, and sometimes it can actually make you feel put off because you think, well, this person is overly keen just from a freaking sentence. 
it's created this imbalance in our interaction where I know they're like so super into me, but I don't actually know anything about them. So do I have to persuade myself that I also like them or, um, you know, that potential for you genuinely getting to know them is completely out the window because now they've totally fangirled over your thing, which is what you wanted, you know? <laughs> just, so it's, it's just stupid, toxic, silly dynamic. It's so stupid, honestly. Um, but contrast that with fast forward to now when as a trans guy, you know, the dynamic of interacting, the gender dynamic of interacting is totally different. And sometimes in really tangible ways, you know, Bumble has the policy that women must message men first if they are to have a conversation and men cannot message any woman. So already you've got this actual totally different thing going on which communicates certain things. I think on OkCupid there is a thing. I don't know whether it's something that women get on the app or whether it's just something that men get on the app, but I got this. Before messaging someone, I got this pop-up message that said, make sure to be respectful in your messages, blah, blah, blah. And I was kind of like, um, like, of course I was going to be respectful in the message. And I was like, oh, yeah, but now I'm part of this naughty group of boys who keep sending dick pics. And I was like, okay, you know. But regardless of whether you are even part of that or not, I think the expectation being so different forces you to see yourself differently, even when, as is my case, you are literally the same fucking person. <laughs> like, you are, you know, you on the inside, mentally, you know, who you are, your background, whatever, you are the same person. If you were respectful then, you're going to be respect respectful now. If you were funny then, you're going to be funny now, whatever. So to actually go through these polar opposite experiences is is so weird well you know pretend you didn't hear that oh it's quite a cute it's quite a cute ringtone it's not a ringtone it's a ring yeah it is a ringtone um so um so as a lesbian it was all a case of um just going for it just uh you know just just going for it and of course there's still questions of you know because i mean tinder is superficial it is about the, the photo there's still questions on uh, appearance but 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 it's just still a lot more equal and you just kind of have a general pool of people and they're all kind of the same by way of all being lesbians you know there's a sense of being peers whereas in the heterosexual world, there's there's like an inherent baked in. Um, I don't even know what to call it. I don't want to call it inequality because that's not really what it is. It's just it's just a sense of um, I, I don't even know performance, otherness, this sense of 
you know, because you are male, this is what is happening. Because you are female, this is, you know, as a lesbian, that doesn't that doesn't exist anymore because everyone is female. So there is no such thing as oh, because you are female, you're gonna do this, you're gonna say this, you're gonna do, you know. Whereas when when, it, when it's men and women together, that sense of gendered expectation is uh, hugely, hugely more heightened. So, mm, there's there's other sort of side effects of transitioning that have nothing to do with gender, where, you know, I look, I've always looked probably younger than I was, but now I think more so I look younger than I actually am. Um... I also think attractiveness-wise, obviously going through puberty again. Going through puberty, everyone looks like shit. It's like some sort of rule of nature. When you go through puberty, you're fucking... You're awkward, you're self-conscious, you look like crap, you feel like crap. <laughs> you know, it's 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 a different state of being compared to when you're an adult and you're finished with it. And you're more stable. Um, so from that point of view, being a grown-up grown-up lesbian, grown-up lesbian, <laughs> to being a sort of pubescent kind of guy, is, um, that adds to that dynamic, becoming very different. And all these conversations around people's expectations, people's gendered expectations, um, is, it becomes so much louder so much more difficult to um, to ignore because in many ways it needs to be ignored. To be honest, there's just there's so much insecurity and anxiety, and it's just absolutely ridiculous. And I think I think the time has come for people of 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 all genders to really tap into the long lost art of inner confidence that does not need appearance, does not need age, does not need anything other than just that inner security. And I think men need to find the inner security of their emotions and of their inner worth and of their inherent value and not be distracted by thinking that they're incels and that unless they're rich, no one's going to love them. Um, even if certain themes seem to be the case on a societal level, that does not mean they are the case on a personal level. And if you're looking for a personal relationship, it's not helpful to try to pick on some sort of societal level trend or assumption or rule or whatever and limit yourself. Um, and for women to to see themselves as in a position to give that worth to men. Um, but of course, to do that, you must have self-worth. You must have worth of yourself to then give it to someone else. And it's this exchange of value that enables relationships. You know, traditionally, it was the other way around because women could assume self-worth <clears throat> purely by virtue of being able to be pregnant and have children. 
and they would give that to men through sex if they then earned it by a counter by a um a complementary value of um money or support or whatever you see why that is a lot more difficult the other way around um because this you know this was um you know like a natural phenomenon so now to <clears throat> to not have any set rules for that makes it more difficult it's difficult for a woman to think you know what i'm not inherently more valuable because i could get pregnant because i don't want to get pregnant and it doesn't matter for anything so in that sense i'm no different to someone who can't get pregnant or a man or whatever um it's diff it's difficult to actually let go of that inherent value that you've always had and that has been given to you and i think for me transitioning to male that becomes very obvious that inherent value of you know again it can be problematic of course but in and of itself the concept that there is value there that you don't have to do anything about um when when that is removed all of a sudden it's like whoa you know and i think is the same for men who again you know the inherent value of uh building society and being society to suddenly say well no women women are going to do that now that that's that feeling of that inherent given gendered value being taken away and draining from your identity can be very cathartic or traumatic or or threatening to all of a sudden say yes i'm female but there's no reason why <clears throat> that man should jump off the bridge instead of me or for a man to say um yes i should be comfortable with a woman paying for me because not because she needs to have money that's a separate thing but because i am worthy because i am because why shouldn't someone think that it's a privilege to be with me to talk with me to to love me um those things are harder to really kind of wrap your head around but i think that's what is necessary for that to fix itself and i think I think it's very easy for people to kind of um sign up to sign up to benefits and privileges and opportunities without necessarily understanding what they entail. For example, it's very alluring as a woman to be given the opportunity to have a career that you couldn't have had before, to be given the opportunity to have so much money. But the caveat is that you are becoming the provider and you are becoming the leader and that means that someone is going to be provided for and a follower and if you can't be turned on by that man then how is this going to work um i actually feel like it's a lot easier for men to really fancy powerful strong women because 
um, you know, that is a more, it's an easier thing to be attracted to. Um, it's fairly easy for men to be like, oh, you know, she's an independent woman or, or she's in a position of power or whatever. And, and still, um, think that that is a positive thing in the context of the femininity of her being a woman that I, th I think that's still actually relatively easy. Um, maybe because of the general bias against femininity in general versus masculinity in general, you know, for women to be masculine, it's a good thing because masculinity is a good thing, you know. Um, but for, for women to be feminine is a bad thing. And, and for men to be feminine is like an even worse thing. You know, I always think of these struggles that, that, that women really going, you know, full steam into femininity are, say that they're struggling with being judged for being mothers, being judged for not being competitive, not wanting to have a career. And I think, well, if you think that's bad, imagine how bad it is for a man trying to do that. Imagine how bad it is for a man trying to stay at home, for a man trying to be a father, for a man trying, you know, uh, it's even worse. So, so for women to kind of do um, the remaining missing puzzle piece of this evolution which is to then value men as of an in of themselves and feel worthy for doing it um, is, is going to be a big challenge. But I think the women that can accomplish that will have a lot of benefits to reap. Um, you know, if you think about it, men paying for women, you know, why does it feel, why has it felt comfortable for men to, to pay for women because there is that extremely kind of visible worth of women in and of themselves whether that's just you know their their attractiveness or make or having children whatever um the you know it's it's a bit like buying something right if you buy something that you think is amazing you're not thinking, oh, I just wasted my money or um, this is a crap deal, right? You are privileged, you know, think of those cues outside the Apple store. You are privileged to give away your money because you think you're getting something amazing. Um, so for men to have a wife and pay for her, you know, uh, they have felt like they're getting something amazing and they're so happy to do it, right? It's more difficult for women to do that to men because if men are not remotely valuable, it's weird for you to pay for something that's just not that great. But the only way this can be solved is for men's inherent, um, let's say, emotional uh, credit to be valued. Um yeah, I think I'm going to end there. I think this has gone for way too long. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm doing really long episodes to begin with. And then when I get to towards the end of the month or whatever, I just have to make these shorter ones. Uh, but this is an interesting topic. I'll probably continue it um, in further episodes. All right, take care. And please, revelating, liberating. I want to get those five, uh, five ratings so that the stars show up in iTunes. Thanks.